Hello and welcome to the Posh Report podcast covering championship side Peterborough United. Boy, it feels good to say that it has been a long time coming and Posh are finally back in the second tier of English football. And today on the podcast to celebrate for a couple of minutes, but then to ruthlessly look forward, just like Fergie has done today with his retain list. I've got Nathan Brown. How are you doing, Nathan? I'm very, very good to you. Yeah, good. How do you find the running, Nathan? Uh, painful, worrying, um, anxiety-inducing, all of that put together. But I suppose, you know, it's worth it in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And, and nice to have a final day of relaxation and watching a Doncaster midfield play the entire 40, first 45 minutes on the late, on the nearest beach there. And then I also have John Verrill joining me. How are you doing, John? Yeah, good, thank you. Cheers for having us on. No, thanks for coming on. You excited for next season? Yeah, I can't wait now. I can't wait. It should be, it's so nice thinking we're in the championship again. Like it's been such a long time since we were last there. So it's a bit of excitement about the summer and who we might get until the reality dawns and you realise how much quality is in the championship and it's a bit daunting. But Yeah, I mean, that's what we're going to be looking at today. The areas of the squad posh going to have to look to rebuild. On the promotion, I just want to say one of the things that struck me was just how right Fergie got it towards the end of the season in that it was it was noticeable. Posh's style shifted slightly, got just started getting runners in behind, playing percentage football, really solid at the back. He played end of season, promotion chasing, clutch football, and, and it's paid off. Does anyone else have anything they want to say on that before we ruthlessly ignore the last 12 months of action and start looking forward and getting rid of people for next year. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd jump in and just echo your thoughts, really. I, I wrote a piece on it um, for the company that I work for and just really eulogising Fergie's management. I thought throughout the season, yeah, there was a few ups and downs, but in general, I think he's been absolutely brilliant this season in terms of what he's done and how he's set the team up. His tactical decisions have been good. His selection decisions have been brave at times. I know we've had a settled 11, but there have been times where he's throwing youngsters in and it's invariably it's worked. He's backed his squad in January and he's been proven absolutely right. And yeah, it was an amazing season in the end. It was just, it was so stressful to run in. I found it I found it horrendous. I always find watching games on 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 a stream when I'm not there, I find it more stressful than actually being at the ground because I can't see as much. And uh, it was horrific. Like, my girlfriend wouldn't watch the games with me because I was get too shouty. And I ended up crying after we went up just because it was just such a rush of emotion. And I sat through. I never thought football would reduce me to that. Like, I was at Palace, didn't cry. Been to all the promotions we've been at. Hereford. I was at Colchester. Absolutely ridiculous. And I was just... It was just the apps. It was brilliant moment of euphoria, but the stress of it. I don't really want to go through it again. <laughs> no, it was some some running, wasn't it? Throwing it. Uh, apologies if anyone was getting an echo there. Not sure what happened. We've all turned our cameras off, so hopefully the connection is better um, from here on in. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy nerve wracking. It wasn't chucking it away in that first Doncaster game from 2-0 up, fireworks going off, being 3-0 down, just like, they, oh, they couldn't they couldn't not do it, could they? Um, and then 
the, the comeback from Lincoln, once Hopper missed that chance at 3-1, I, I honestly thought we were going to equalise. Like, I know with two needed two goals, I was like, we're going to do it. Even And then even going into extra time, I was, I was crazy confident we were going to do it until we had the penalty, <laughs> at which point I was thinking of all the missed penalties from Johnson, Clark, Harris. But no, clutch player, clutch moment. And he is one who will probably be playing for Posh in the Championship unless a big bid comes in. And that's going to be the focus of this podcast. Um, so we're going to run through the Peter United squad, who's leaving, who's staying, and who Posh needs to sign. Um, going to be not dissimilar to the one we did in January, which people seem to really enjoy. It was the most, most listens I've had in the podcast, the transfer one. We didn't do too badly in that one in terms of tipping players, I think. Uh, John, you had a particularly good one with Harvey White, uh, who went to Pompey and did quite well. I'm quite happy tipping uh, Adebayo as as a striking option, who then um, got a move to Luton and did and did really, has been doing really well in the in the Championship. So we got a bit of form there um, to try and carry on and move into today's podcast. So we're starting with goalkeepers. The lay of the land is that Mark Tyler has retired. Peter Vinaya legend will not be playing, but will still be coaching most likely next season. Dan Gile has been transfer listed. Will Blackmore will be, looks like currently, well, if the season started tomorrow, would likely be the number two. Um, been impressive in the under-18s, I thought, in the in the Youth Cup run. But I think we'd agree it's a big ask for him to play championship football um, and just have Christy Pym as the one senior goalkeeper. Um, so I I would say Posh will need to sign a keeper in the summer. Are we all there, Nathan? Is that where you're at? Yeah, I think think you're right there, if I'm honest. Um, I mean, obviously, Bursic came in um, for, for a few games and towards the end of the season and was absolutely fantastic. Um, was probably as, as good as we could have expected um, from the situation. And, and yeah, hopefully, you know, a player of his kind of quality... Um, to come back in would, would be ideal for us, I think, because, um, you know, obviously we all really, really appreciate Christy Pym and, and he's had a fantastic season for us as well. Um, but it, it may be uh, an option that we need to, to look into in, in bringing, you know, even great quality into the, the goalkeeping area um, ahead of next season. That's the question, isn't it? Do you bring in a number one to either compete with or go ahead of Pym or do you bring in a number two who you would trust to play in the championship if Pim was unavailable, which clearly Fergie didn't trust Gilet to to do. We've seen that with the with the emergency loan coming in, and then with him being transferred, they said, "Where are you, Johnny? Are we signing a number two? Or are we signing a number one?" Well, personally, I would sign a number one. I think Pim's been very solid for us in general, but his form badly dipped. And his weaknesses became exposed towards the end of the League One season. I think when he's going to be tested more in the Championship, he's going to have to save more shots. We're not going to dominate games. And I, I have a fear that he just has one too many weaknesses to quite fit in a Championship team in such an important area of the squad. But I have a feeling that Posh will go with him as a number one and bring in a goalkeeper of a relatively similar standing, I think they'll go with someone more experienced than what we had last season. I don't think we'll be relying on an emergency loan, but 
I think they'll back him and bring in someone initially as a number two, but potentially somebody that could challenge, but not as a number one straight away. Is that is that where you're at, Nathan, or do you see it slightly differently? Um, if it were me, I would, yeah, agree with John in terms of wanting someone as a number one. Um, but I think Fergie does trust Pim, and I think maybe it's a position where they're happy to continue with Pim, um, for the time being at least. Um, but again, as I say, I personally think we, we could do with an upgrade, and there is potential for an upgrade there. Um, you know, as John said, Pim's form did drop at a point um, during last season, or currently, obviously, this season, um, which was worrying to, to see. Um, and it, it obviously does, you know, pose questions as to whether he can do it in the championship for us. Um, but I suppose, yeah, obviously, time's going to tell whether whether the uh, the hierarchy at Posh kind of deem it necessary to, to bring someone else in. But if it were me, yeah, I, I would look to to get another number one in if possible. Yeah, Pim's an interesting one, isn't he? I think he's someone that splits opinion. Um, I'll give I'll give my take on it, and then I'll rattle through some names. I think Posh could be looking at so. For me, Pim is a good, solid League One goalkeeper. Um, if you look at his data, which isn't always the best way to judge keepers, but it is a very useful indicator, he's an average shot stopper um, by League One standards, or has been this season. He was below average the season before, mainly due to having a quite a poor start where he made a few mistakes. He's below average in terms of both his sweeping and in terms of coming for crosses. But where he stands out is... And, and we can see this is, and we saw this on on the weekend. In fact, was his his ability ball at feet is is way above average in League One, and is something that Fergie finds important in terms of his shot stopping. I think we've seen he's really good at specific types of saves. He's really good low. He's a really good reaction shot stopper. I did some quite deep digging into video and into data, and there's there's clear areas where he does struggle. Namely, he struggles high. He can't can't get anywhere near his crossbar in a dive and that's reflecting his data his his high shot stopping data he underperforms his expected save percentage by about 30 percent which is just unheard of really in terms of in terms of goalkeeping and also he has struggled 1v1 but something i will say is on sunday he made a superb save 1v1 in that doncaster game doing something he doesn't typically do he typically backs his reactions because they're so good and won't premeditate close the range and spread kind of um, not dissimilar to how Tyler would deal with 1v1s. He would either back his reactions or he would overcommit too early. Um, but actually, he got his 1v1 situation against Doncaster spot on and was superb in that Doncaster game. However, I'm of the opinion if we're signing someone, Pim is, Pim is not going to be a good goalkeeper. He's not going to be in the top 10, 15 goalkeepers in the championship. So we should be looking to get someone who perhaps as well as being good ball at feet, because we know it's important to Fergie, is better in other departments, such as at, at least two or three of his sweeping, dealing with crosses and shot stopping. So what I've done with these targets is I've listed them. All the targets is premium, free, loan or prospect. So premium basically means fee paying. I kind of think it's unlikely Posh are going to pay a fee for a keeper because I think they'll spend money in other areas. And as has been mentioned with Pim there, they won't feel it's a necessary area to spend money. But some really good young keepers, um, Jack Stevens, who's 23 at Oxford, probably the best shock stopper in League One, fantastic ball at feet. Michael Cooper, 21 Plymouth, has broken into that side 
and year left in his contract. I think he's going to get a big move pretty soon. Really good from crosses. Fantastic ball at feet. If we think Pim's good, he's even better and got this brilliant overarm throw um, and good from crosses as well. Will Laskalainen at, at crew, 22 years old, really solid keeper. Again, another one who's brilliant ball at feet. I put in Victor Johansson as well, who's not at the best uh, ball at feet, but been playing at Rotherham, 22 years old. Superb keeper in other areas by championship standards. Um, especially, he's super quick. He's really positive and good from crosses and an excellent shot stopper. I'm looking at the next season, I think, going to be facing a lot more shots, probably facing more crosses. Not going to be a dominant team. I think those areas need to be prioritised. Um, looking at freeze, I've put Craig McGillivray and Christian Walton, two really good, solid keepers. McGillivray, 27, Portsmouth. Posh fans probably remember the goal from the corner he conceded, but one of the best shot stoppers in League One. Not the best ball at feet, not the most dominant from crosses, but as a free option, someone you could come in and compete with Pin. Walton, are going to be released by Brighton as experienced playing in the championship. Um, he's a really solid keeper, but not particularly great ball at feet. I'm going to call it now. Bursic's coming back on loan. Um, I've got a couple of other loan options in Blackman, Alex Palmer. Highlighted the prospect, Matthew Cox, who's 18, superb young keeper at Wimbledon. But it's, I can't see how it's not Bursic. I know someone who's close to Stoke City. And he's told me Bursic is going to be available on loan because he's going to be number three there next season. And I don't see after what he has done at Posh, I don't see how he doesn't come back and compete for that number one jersey. We've seen all of Bursic's strengths. We've seen his athleticism, his size, his speed. Unbelievably good sweeper, really good ball at feet. The couple of the weaknesses he does have, which we perhaps haven't been highlighted as much, he is a bit overzealous from crosses. He comes a little bit too often for balls he shouldn't come for. But again, he's a really positive keeper from that. And also his positioning can sometimes be a little bit out. Um, Nathan, would you take Bursic back? 110%. Um, you know, as I said earlier, just his confidence and, and how easily he kind of slotted into to the back four or back five with him in it. Um, you know, it was seamless and, you know, all the, all the lads, you know, were fully behind him and, and you could see, you know, winning promotion actually meant a lot to him, even though he'd been with us, you know, I think it was three or four weeks at the time. Um, so I think he really, really proved his quality. You know, there was a lot of fantastic saves in there from him. Um, and he just seems to have a, a natural confidence about his game that I think as a goalkeeper is, is really, really essential. Um, you know, he's had championship experience with, um, with Stoke as well. Um, and I think, yeah, he would just slot into into the back four again um, and would definitely be a, an upgrade on Pim, you know, as, as we saw um, this season. Yeah, I think you mentioned his confidence. He walks onto the pitch like he's the best player on the pitch every time, doesn't he? That's yeah. that's great to see. And and I think the fact he started to build an understanding of that defence. You saw a couple of times, especially with Beavers. Beavers is quite selective in the balls that he deals with. And we did see one or two moments where there was a bit of a misunderstanding because they didn't have that understanding. But getting someone in who has started to build that relationship with Kent, with Beavers, assuming Beavers plays next year, which he may or may not, and we'll come to that later, uh, could be really helpful. John, are you taking him back? Well, I don't know anyone that wouldn't, to be honest. <laughs> I've rarely seen a a player become so popular so quickly at Versity. Um, 
I think everyone loves him, don't they? It's just a question. I mean, I hope your your contact's right, but I think don't Stoke have Angus Gunn on low. So, yeah, uh, he. Um, I can't say. I can't say too much, but yeah, they think they've got him next year. They think they've got Gunn next well, year. They think they're going to sign him on the permanent. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that solves that one then. I was going to say because if he goes back, we're then relying on them signing a goalkeeper, which may not have been their priority after seeing how well Bursic did for us, and he did okay for them, I believe, last season. So, but I mean, if he's available, it's a no-brainer to go and get. Yeah, I agree. On loan. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be a loan. There's no way they'll sell him because of his um, ability long term to be a top, top championship keeper, potentially higher. Like, I'd liken it a little bit to Sammy Schmodix in that when he came, everyone loved him and we'd only seen the best of him. And, like, Bursic, I think, is an upgrade on Pim. Bursic, I think, would be a, a decent championship goalkeeper. Um, but he's not as good as people perhaps think he is after his amazing performances. And he's not going to play like that every week, but he's going to be a really solid option who ticks so many boxes of what Posh want, what Fergie want. But I'm just going to say, let's not, let's, let's not put so much pressure on him to think he is the answer to absolutely everything. And because we saw it with Schmodix when he came back, it's very hard to sustain this incredible level of performance when you've been playing at your absolute maximum over a 46-game season. So goalkeepers tied up. We think someone's coming in. I'm pretty sure it's Bursic. Um, and I'm looking forward to him coming back. Next, we're going to look at sort of lumped fullbacks and wingbacks together. So Posh's current squad. Some players will appear twice on this list. Um, we've got Dan Butler, who... My understanding with his contract situation is he signed a two-year deal two years ago with an option for an extra year, and it, that option is going to be taken. I wasn't 100% sure, but I did some digging, and that's what I found out. Um, so we've got Thompson at left-back or left-wing-back, and then obviously you've got Harrison Burrows, who can play left-wing-back as well, who will be with the side next season. On the right-hand side, we have Joe Ward, um, who can play right-wing-back, Probably wouldn't trust him at right back in a 4-2-3-1. Got Nathan Thompson, who can play right back, potentially right wing back, um, who Posh are trying to nail down to a new contract. Got Idris Kanu, who again is another out-of-contract player who Posh have offered a contract to, who can cover that right wing back role. But we know two players in these positions are leaving. We know left back Fraser Blake Tracy will be leaving. And we know Niall Mason, who can play right back or on the right of a back three, will be leaving. Um, so before we get on to names, John, do you, how many are we signing? I think, are we signing Are we signing a left back? Are we signing a right back? Are we signing both? Uh, that's a good question. I think we will bring in a right back, potentially, because I know Thompson can shift out there, and we have Ward, but we don't really have a knack right back in a four I do think we'll shift to a five but I think that is one of the positions where we could strengthen because I, I personally I, I think Thompson is best in a in the centre of a three like that's where I see him play it next season so we don't if we go to the four you can shift him out there but we don't really have any cover for him if he was to get injured I think we'll sign a centre back 
Possibly two, but I would say if we sign two, the second one's probably going to be a youngster. Um, and I think, personally, I'd go out and get a left back, but it wouldn't shock me if the club just stick with Butler and Burrows. Yeah, I think the system's really important, isn't it? I think we can assume Posh will be recruiting players who can play in both systems. Um, so how I see it at left back, I think we have, if we're playing a four, we have Butler. If we're playing uh, a three, we have Butler and Burrows. I don't think we can nail down one formation. I think we've seen how important being able to switch formations has been to Posh, especially mid-game. And I expect that to continue. Um, I'm not sure if we sign a left-back. If we do, I suspect it might be someone who can also play left-centre-back um, so they can fill in at both in the back three and in a four. Um, and then at right-back, I mean, personally, I think Thompson's. I think Thompson's our best player, in the middle of a back three. But I think that's his worst position. I think his best two positions are right of a back three or at right back, where he has license to get forward and progress the ball and and get involved more in the attacks. Um, and I think he's the. I think he's the option at right back in a four. Um, but I can see us recruiting someone who can play both right back and right wing back just because of one, as we said, Thompson's versatility and being able to play a number of roles and potentially even playing centrally in a two if, if it came to it. And also the fact that he has had injuries in the past. Nathan, where where are you looking? Are you recruiting Are we recruiting anyone at fullback? Yeah, I think I, I agree with John really in terms of right back. Maybe we haven't got anyone that's um, as stronger in, in both positions. You know, I, I really, really like Thompson. Again, I think maybe he's better suited as a, a central defender in, you know, whether that be um, in the centre of a three or whether that be on, on the right-hand side of the three. Um, but obviously, I think, yeah, an extra player as, as Carver or as a starter, I think at right-back would, would be really, really key. Um, I think another centre-back is also something we, we need to look at, um, especially left-sided centre-back if, if possible. Um, but then left back as well. I mean, I like Dan Butler. I think he's done very well for us this season, but I don't think he's been outstanding. I think he's been, you know, a solid, good performer, but I don't think he's, you know, he's won any awards for that. Um, so I think, you know, there's definitely option again for for an upgrade in, in his position. Um, I really, really like Harrison Burrows as well. I think he's coming on, you know, leaps and bounds this season. Um, and, you know, a step up to the championship will be a challenge for him. So I... I think definitely we need to to look at depth in, in all of those three positions I've mentioned, um, just simply to, to add squad depth, to add competition for places. Um, and obviously, you know, we know that the Championship is a ruthless league. Um, you know, we need to be really, really on it defensively next season. Um, so I think definitely we, we need to be looking in, in improving each area. And, and that's what I'm, I'm going to guess that the club will be looking at right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... First up, at left back, I'm team Butts. I, I really like Butler. I think he's solid defensively. I think he can play left back or left wing back. Uh, he's given a lot going forward. His expected assist and assist numbers stack up against almost any other left back in League One this year. And I think he's a good ball progressor. I think he's a really underrated player. I think a lot of what he does goes under the radar. Um, we're going to get onto names now. So I asked both Nathan and John for targets in each position. Um, you may have noticed from the fact that I spoke about goalkeepers, we didn't get, I didn't get any goalkeepers back. John basically just sent me a list of 10 attackers, so Posh are winning every game 10-9 next season. 
Um, so he's going to sit in silence through this bit whilst Nathan talks us through some of his fullback options. Yeah, for, for me at right back, um, I watched a little bit of Ethan Laird both at Man United and um, at MK Dons, and I think he looks like a real prospect. Um, you know, still really, really young, maybe a little bit raw, um, but definitely a, a player that could add, you know, real dynamism and, and pace on, on the right hand side of of the back four or, or a back five. And I think he'd be really, really important for us. He could be a really, really good player. Um, then left back, I, I picked out Steve Seddon, who's who's out of contract at um, Birmingham. I think he's had a good season or two on loan at, at Wimbledon, um, capable of getting assists, um, you know, can score a goal as well. You know, I think his, his attacking output is, is very, very good for a full back. Um, you know, he's played some championship football this season as well. He's got a really solid grounding from having played League One, um, you know, being out of contract as well. I can't imagine it's it would be a deal that would be too difficult to do. Um, and he's also in a, a good age profile. Um, and I think he'd be, you know, something of an upgrade on, on Butler potentially. Um, so those would be, you know, my two main main options for, for fullbacks for me. Yeah, I think I think there's some great options there. Laird, rapid, so fast, can play right back or right wing back, which is exactly what I said I thought we need, someone who can cover both those roles. Um Loves, loves, loves to dribble. Really nice technical player, really good ball control. At MK, my biggest issue with him has been that he has dribbled too much. He's just got the ball head down and ran and he would need to pass more, but he, he does do that in the manual side. I think Seddon's a really nice pick. Anyone complaining about Posh's delivery from wide areas, Seddon is a beautiful crosser. Really yeah. nice, really nice technician. I think that's a really smart option. I'm going to throw a couple more names out. So the first name I'm going to throw out is Peter Chiozo, who's 21. He's been on loan from Luton at Northampton and at previously Bolton. He's shown two sides of his game at Bolton. He was probably the one of the best attacking right backs or right wing backs in League Two. Um, and at Northampton, he's been one of the best defensive right backs in League One. Uh, real powerhouse of a player. I don't know if Luton are planning on keeping him next year. Um, but if he's available, uh, I would definitely be looking at him. But I think he's someone who um, they may look to keep. I mean, I've got a couple of loan names I'm going to throw out there. Uh, Timothy Aoma, who is at, on loan, has been on loan at Lincoln from Spurs this year, 21 years old. Been really, really good in League One. I think he'd be a great option to loan uh, from Spurs. I think he's ready to step at the championship. I put Tino Livramento, who's 18, currently at Chelsea. This boy can do everything. I've I, I said, I said right back, but he can play basically anywhere on the pitch. It's hard to know when he's going to be loaned out. Um, and I've got a suspicion when he does get loaned out, he's going to be going to a level higher than Posh. So I think my my pick at right back would be Aoma. And at left back, I've got a few names. I'll just whittle through them quickly. A premium option I've got is Connor Ogilvie, who's 25 at Gillingham. Um, and I said someone who can play left centre-back or left back. He fits this bill really, really well. Been a really good league one player for a while and a, and a player that I think championship team has been looking at but never jumped in on. A couple of interesting options on free transfers. I think free transfers are going to be really important. My favourite my favorite one of the lot is Ibu Torre, who's 26 at Salford. Comfortably the best left back in the league. Levels above that division. Every time I see him play, he's just the best player on the pitch. Could play left back, could play left wing back. Probably could play left centre-back. 
again, just just like Kios on the other side, absolute powerhouse player, great driving forwards with the ball, but also really strong defender. And I've got a couple who have got championship experience. So Adam Reach is out of contract at Sheffield Wednesday, can play left back or left wing back. And Amari Bell, 27 from Blackburn, can play left back or left wing back. Both both good going forwards. Um, a Bell especially, really good dribbler, solid in his defensive duels. Perhaps not the most creative or, or best crosser. And then Reach with Wednesday dropping down into League One. I think he's a player that a few championship sides may be looking at with him being on a on a free deal available. Um, if I had to pick one of those to sign the free, I'm going for Torre. And then my last pick is Ian Metzen, who is 19, has been on loan at Charlton from Chelsea and just been so, so good. He, he can play left back. He can play right back. He can play right wing. Really good going forward. Really great attacking player. Could play the left back role or the left wing back role at Posh. I think he'd offer us so much going forwards. And another who I'm expecting to step up on loan from League One to the Championship next season. Right, so that's two positions down. I think we're pretty much on agreement there. We've hinted on centre-back. So, Posh's options. Uh, Frankie Kent, Mark Beavers, Ronnie Edwards, all tied down next season. Nathan Thompson, again, I said maybe in a two, I think as a last resort, you'd have him as a centre-back in a two. Um, probably going to play more likely in a three. And then players who have played centre-back, who Posh are losing. So we've mentioned Mason and Fraser, Blake, Blake Tracy as well. Sam Cartwright's going. Um, I'm gutted by this one, to be honest. He's a player who just the loans haven't worked out for him. Um, I mean, he got sent on loan in the National League, but he went to a club who played the fewest passes in the National League um, and a real big physical side. And he just hasn't done well enough in his loans, I think, to, to get a new contract. But he was one I had really high hopes for in terms of kicking on and being really good with both feet and really good technically. And just loving to defend. Uh, I hope Cartwright gets a new deal somewhere. If any people in recruitment from EFL teams in League One and League Two are listening, sign the boy up. I think there's a lot of talent there. Just won't be talent that will be gracing London Road, unfortunately. Um, we hinted at centre-backs. And I think we're kind of in agreement. So this is where I'm at with centre-backs. I think 100% posh need a left-footed, left-sided centre-back. I don't mind Beavers playing middle of a back three in the championship. If Posh are playing a back three, I do not want to see Beavers anywhere near that left-hand side. I think in the championship with the with the quicker play, the speed of play, quicker wingers, more technically gifted wingers, I think that's a recipe for disaster. I want him in the box. I want him defending, um, defending either the front post, that central area, and heading balls away, making clearances, doing what he's good at, not getting dragged into wide areas. So I've said 100% left centre-back. Um, and I've said we need, therefore, someone who's going to be aerially dominant because if you've got him alongside Kent and Thompson, most likely, there's not loads of hype there. I've said if they're going to play on the left hand side, you need to be a good ball player and be athletic, have a bit of pace. So that's sort of the profile I was working off. Um, and then I said maybe one more defender. And I've put depending on running Edwards. And what I mean by that is depends on how Fergie sees Edwards. Now, personally, I love Ronnie as much as the next person. But the thing I would love Ronnie Edwards to do is go to work, to go to play at Rochdale in League Two with Brian Barry Murphy, start every single game that season. Murphy loves a ball playing centre back. I think Edwards will come back a completely changed, different player, having played 30, 40 League Two matches, 
rather than covering at posh. And I would get perhaps a loan signing in to fill that void. John, you back from your cup of tea uh, whilst we're discussing fullbacks. Have you got any thoughts on that? Well, I think we disagree on this, you know. Um, I can see the sense in him going to Rochdale because of their style of play and how Ronnie Edwards plays. But I want him at the club. I want him here. I want him learning off us. I want him learning our style. The kid's unbelievable. I mean, for the two, two, three, four games that he's played that, that have been really tested, his just his composure is unbelievable. He's pulling off cross turns in his own box against Doncaster. And I just think if you send him out to League Two, he might get roughed up a bit. And, you know, it's a, it's a physical old league with a lot of wily forwards. Whereas if you keep him here and you, you, you sort of build him up, build his confidence up and just build him into the team gradually, give him games here or there, if he impresses and say, I don't think he will, but say he gets 15 games in the championship and looks as good as he did in League One, he is going to be worth an absolute fortune. <laughs> and you're talking five, six million, surely. If he looks as good as he does in League One, in the championship. Now, I know it's a big step up. I know we'll be doing a lot more defending, so his defensive attributes are going to be tested a lot more than his ball playing, which to me looks up to scratch already. But I think if we line him out, all we're going to do is develop uh, a Premier League young star and maybe put him on our bench. Whereas I'd rather just have our faith in Ronnie Edwards and say, if he has to come in, he has to come in. He's been that good for me that I think he's quite capable of performing as a backup option this season. That's that's interesting. I just I just think right one, Brian Barry Murphy has such, such, such a good record of developing players and developing loan players. And the style of play that Edwards will get to play there in the side that's going to have way more of the ball than Posh are going to have. If you think he's getting roughed up by championship forwards, you could see some of the target men that play in the championship because they're quicker, they're stronger, they're bigger than the guys in in League Two as well. If look, you said if he plays 15 games in the championship and looks as good as he did in League One, Posh will get five million for him. If he plays 15 games in the championships and looks as good as he did in League One, Posh will get in 10 or 15 million for him. He's like, well, yeah, precisely. But is he ready for that? I'm not questioning whether or not I think he will be at this level. I think he'll go on and play a much higher level. But right now, for me. I'm getting him. I don't think Posh do this very well with their youngsters. We don't send them on the right loans. If we're going to send him on a bad loan, absolutely keep him. But if we're going to send him on a really, really good loan, and I'm going to say it again, send him to Rochdale. He will come back a superb player. Um, Nathan, where are you on, well, the Kent Beavers-Edwards debate? Chime in. Um, I, I'm kind of getting yeah, agreement with John, especially on... Um, on Ronnie Edwards, because the boy just looks an absolute talent um, to have such confidence and ease on the ball. I mean, he's just so graceful as a centre-back. Um, I do think it would just be a waste of learning him out. Um, you know, I, I can see where you're coming from in terms of him suiting Rochdale and how they play. Um, but yeah, I agree with John. I think I want him playing in the Championship. I want him as an option um, in our squad, to be honest. Um, you know, for me, he's he's got an air of sort of John Stones, and I don't mean you know the mistakes that John Stones makes, but I mean his kind of style of play of being able to 
to bring the ball out from the back. You know, his passing, just his calmness, um, I think could be a real asset and it'll probably breed confidence in, in the rest of the team. Um, you know, attack starts, you know, at, at the back. So for, for me, I, I would like to, to, to keep him if, if possible. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Frankie Kent as well. Um, he's come on leaps and bounds this season as well. And I think he's definitely a championship quality player now for me. Um, and, you know, with Beavers there, who's got the experience, the know-how um, of both the championship and, and obviously, you know, in, in his years as well as a professional player. Um, I think we've, we've got a, a host of, of good centre-back options there. But I think, you know, for squad depth, for, for extra competition, I think another um, centre-back is, is definitely something we need to be looking at. Um, as you mentioned, ideally a, a left-footed one um, that could come in, complement um, the, the ones that we've already got there, but also, you know, add uh, some extra quality, um, you know, both on the ball and defensively, positionally. Um I think that'd be really, really key for us. And it's definitely an area that, that I think we're looking at. For me, I think we've got, I think we go into next season and we've got three guaranteed stars at the back. If, yeah. we, if we're in a five, I think Joe Ward, right wing back, nailed on. I yeah. think Thompson plays and I think Kent plays. There's question marks over Beavers. I think all three of us would say, probably you're going to need somebody else to play instead of him. I was quite harsh on Beavers last time I was on there. I think he stepped up a bit towards the end of the campaign. I know he had a couple of dodgy moments, but in general, I think his leadership skills were excellent. He was very good against Sunderland. Very, very good. Yeah. But in a three, I think he's more suited to a two. And I assume he's one of the higher earners of Posh. And I think this is my worry with it. You, he's almost, I don't see him except in a backup role. And then it's like, okay, you fear selling him because of his leadership qualities. And we don't have that many leaders. It's quite a young squad. Um, but on the pitch, I think we need an upgrade. And then I think there are, I think the club will go with Butler, but I think he could be upgraded. So for me, there's three positions that are nailed down. And then there's a couple of question marks over Butler and Beavers. Yeah, I think John's right in terms of if there were there was one, you know, one of the centre backs that that you were on sugar on, I think it would be Beavers. Um, you know, as we've said, he's he's got really really good leadership skills, and, and in a young group like like ours, you know, that that's invaluable. But also at the same time, you know, he maybe does lack a little bit of pace. He maybe isn't as good on the ball as as you know the other two or, or the rest of the back line. So there's definitely you know potential for an upgrade in there. But uh, I think simply for for his leadership and you know his his you know knowledge and you know experience in the game i think that there is an argument to try and keep him in and around the squad it just you know the the debate is you know is that worth it or not and i i guess that's that's something that the uh, the hierarchy will be be considering my take on beavers is like him or lump him he's staying you, yeah. you, you said about him being a high earner and not accepting the backup role. Because he's a high earner, he will accept a backup role. Because he's, it, where's he, who's going to sign him on the same money Posh got him on? No one, it, in my opinion. Um, so I think my take on Beavers is play him in the middle of the back three, let him battle Kiefer Moore, let him battle Jutovic and the, all the other target men in the division, and just get him passing the ball sideways to. Kent on the right of him 
and on the left of him, or Thompson, and on the left of him, Kent, or a player to be signed who is much better than him on the ball. Um, did you want to run us through any of your options, Nathan, before I move on to some of the names I've come up with? As we all know, John only likes attackers, so he's not got any centre-backs for us, unfortunately. Yeah, sure. Um, I've not necessarily gone for, for left-footed centre-backs, so I suppose that's that's my <laughs> issue. Um, but I, I came up with two that I think would be really, really good options. I think my, my main one would be Jack Tucker from, from Gillingham. Um, he's played a lot of minutes for them, you know, been an absolute key centre-back for them. Um, you know, maybe his his you know his club style doesn't suit ours in in terms of obviously being a Steve Evans um, managed side, um, but he's he's done very very well for them. You know, got a goal, I think a couple of assists as well, um, which you know shows that he's he's got ability there as well. And I think at, at 21, 22, he's he's the right age profile to come in as well. You know, adds you know selling on profit potentially in in the future. So. He's definitely a really, really good option. And then another I had is um, Rashawn Williams. Again, another young, up-and-coming centre-back. Um, spent time at, in the academy at, at Manchester United, so he's, he's got a fair grounding there. Um, and I think at, at some point he, he was considered for, for potentially breaking into their first team eventually. Um, you know, solid League One player again. You know, may not necessarily be a starter in this team, but would definitely be... You know, someone to, to be in and around the squad, and again, at, at his age profile, um, you know, just suits the, the club's recruitment strategy. Yeah, interesting, interesting picks. William's been been good at Shrewsbury, I think. Um, I think of those two, Tucker's the one I'd be more confident stepping up to the championship with Posh. You said about him not being um, in a team that suits Posh's style, but his own personal style 100% does. Really solid defender, decent in the air, just without being the tallest. Um, mobile and really good on the ball. For, like I know he plays for Gillingham, but if you actually watch him play on the ball, yeah, he has to kick it long a lot. But he kicks it long really well. And in a better team, um, I think he could be a ball-playing centre-back. He's someone I think you could look to sign if you loaned Edwards out, to be honest. I think he could come in right centre-back. Um, but my personal opinion is I just think with Thompson, if you keep Edwards with Edwards, with Kent, you have enough cover at centre-back to to not need a right-footer. So I'm going to talk about three left-footers. The first is a big premium signing in Rob Atkinson, 22 from Oxford. We know Posh were linked with him before. This guy, if Oxford don't go up, obviously if Oxford go up, I think it's going to be almost impossible to sign him. If Oxford don't go up, I think Atkinson will be playing in the Championship next season. I have a couple of reservations about him in terms of, one, his concentration and, two, his defensive positioning. But he makes up most of the time for his lack of positioning uh, through just being a really good recovery defender, really good slide tackler, quick guy who can get back and cover slight defensive lapses. Whether that transfers to the championship remains to be seen. But the upside on Atkinson is huge. There is not a centre-back in League One and there's very few in the Championship who can bring the ball out of defence like Atkinson can. Good passer on the ball. Really big, really strong in the air, really strong in his duels. Got the physical and technical capacity to play in the Premier League. Just needs to add that tactical understanding to his game. And if you're talking about players playing left of back three, I don't think you're finding anyone better. Can Posh sign him? Will there be too much competition? 
will his errors let him down um, and cost him a move? I don't know. On a free, it's kind of snuck up on me this one, but Dan Happer at Leighton Orient, 22 years old, is available on a, on a free transfer. Um, again, Leffert, really good on the ball. Big guy, similar to Atkinson in a lot of ways. Not as graceful ball carrier, but still good progressive passer. Will get forward from a left centre-back position. Big jump from Lace Norian to Peter in the championship is the one concern, but on a free, could be worth a pump. And then my loan option I've got is Akin Femewell, who has been on loan from Norwich at Charlton. He's been injured a lot, but when he's played, he's been really, really good. Really big physical defender. I think he's been Charlton's best defender when he has played. But as I say, the injuries have held him back a little bit. Uh, as a left-footed option to come in, I think a really, really good one. I think we need to talk about Josh Knight because we're going to go into centre mids next. So Knight, a player who can play centre back or centre mid, a player who Posh are interested in. My take on Knight is this. I think Posh will end up signing him because he's a championship quality player who's available on a free. However, I think he solves a problem Posh don't have. I think he cannot play in a back two with Kent. He has the lowest aerial dual win percentage in the championship this season. Kent is better than him in the air, but that as a back two, they are getting dominated in the championship. I think his best position is on the right of a back three. And I think Thompson and Kent's best positions are also on the right of a back three. So I think you're signing him just for depth and then who plays on the left. And I'm worried if we've got um, Beavers playing on the left, I guess and Kent moves to the left of the defence. And then if you've got Kent on the left of the fence, you know he's not as good there as he is on the right. And then the other option, I know people will be screaming out, why not play him central midfield? Now, he did well on the right of a diamond for Posh, but playing on the right of a diamond in League One is very different to playing in a double pivot in the championship. A lot of the attributes Josh Knight has probably aren't going to be the attributes that Posh are looking for from their player to play alongside I'm going to take a point and say Taylor's going to be starting. So if you sign Josh Knight, high energy player, gives really good off the ball, will get through loads of defensive work, will cover so much ground. He's not terrible on the ball by any stretch, but as a championship central midfielder, he is not up to a high technical standard and you completely change the game plan and, and, you, and you basically become a high energy, high pressing transition side. I wouldn't be opposed to that. But I don't think that's the way Posh are going to go. John, where do you stand on Josh Knight? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm actually with you. Uh, it's one of those where my heart really wants us to go out and sign him. I, I, I loved him on his first loan. I thought he was great. He was Wickham's player of the season and seeing them go down and nicking their player of the season also is quite nice after what they did. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter. Um, but... There, he isn't like a necessity, like you say. He, he can't, unless you're going to put him on the left-hand side of a back three, but I think that, that that limits him or limits Kent, like you were saying. So it's one of them where I think he's a good sign-in, but he's probably going to want fairly sizable wages. And I just feel like realistically and logically you're probably better off spending that money elsewhere for the needs of our squad. Yeah, that's where I'm at with him. Championship quality player, not questioning that. 
but not the right player for what Posh needed. Posh needed a right centre-back to play on the right of a back three, 100% go out and sign him. But you've got Kent there, you've got Thompson there. You're right, Knight has played left centre-back in a two. He could probably play left centre-back in a three. But then you've got this imbalance of potentially having three right-footers in the defence. And, you know, a left-footed defender typically moves the ball forward better than a right-footed defender on that left-hand side. Um, Nathan, where do you stand in the Josh Knight conundrum? I The more I think about it, the more I do agree with the pair of you. And again, as John said, my heart's saying I want him back because um, he was just such a great, great player for us in League One. Um, but he's maybe, he's fallen into a category where he's in a position that maybe we have enough cover for and he's not quite good enough to warrant spending that money on positions that maybe we've we've got players in already, um, which pains me to say, um, because I, I really, really like the guy. I think he's, he's got absolute quality and he's, he's most definitely a championship level player. Um, but I'm I'm not necessarily sure it fits from from you know the more that I hear the the more it just seems to to me that it might necessarily be a waste of money. But I suppose you know time will tell because I do think he'll be he'll be coming in. Um, I think Posture have, have made that fairly clear that they're very keen on getting him back in, um, and I can't see there being too many obstacles in in him returning to the club. So I think yeah we we're just gonna have to wait and see on this one. But I. I kind of am in agreement with, with the pair of you. What, what I would add is I'm not, certainly not going to be upset if we do go out and sign yeah. him. And we're all speaking from not actually knowing Posh's wage budget for the next season. Yeah. So if the new owners do fancy really having a go at it and pushing the boundaries and want him as squad depth and feel they can get him and cover every other position that we need, then absolutely, if you've got the freedom to bring him in, do it because, like, like we all agree, he's a great player. But we're talking from a okay. If we if we need, if we're weighing him up against the left-footed centre back, and we can only get one or the other, the left-footed centre back might be a better option. Yeah, I agree. And also, if you're sending Ronnie Edwards on loan, or you're not planning on playing him, then you probably do need an extra defender. And Knight definitely becomes an option. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and and he's on a free. I think it's going to happen. Or at least I think we're going to go in for him. I can't really see that much competition from top end championship teams because of you know the specific profile of the player. Um, but yeah, I I I think it's one I wouldn't be upset about happening. And he adds depth and he adds quality to the squad. But if we're talking about building the perfect squad, does he fit in that perfect squad? If you're talking about having maybe twenty odd places for senior players plus a couple of youngsters. Uh, not for me, given what Posh have. Moving on to central midfielders, we'll start rattling through these. Um, so Taylor and Hamilton signed down to deals. We know they're going to be here next season in all likelihood. Reese Brown will be leaving on loan, um, or will not leaving on loan, but his loan deal will finish. And Louis Reed has been released in the free, and youngster Archie Jones has been released in the free. Hope Louis gets a League One team. I um, think he's good enough to play League One comfortably. With Reese Brown, I like Reese Brown as a player. I think I think he's another one. I think Posh might go back in for him. But for me, in a midfield two in the championship, how Posh play, I wouldn't get him just because I think in in a midfield two, thinking about Posh being a low possession side in all likelihood, 
can he play that role out of possession that Posh would need him to play? I think he's improved out of possession, but I don't think he's quite there. If Posh were playing in midfield three, my opinion on him would completely change. Um, John, I'm going to come to you. Are, are you signing Reese Brown? And if not, how many midfielders are you signing and who are you signing? Uh, in answer to your first question, probably not. I think, for me, I know they're different types of players, but I would go into the season with Hamilton or Brown as your fourth choice centre mid. So, obviously, Hamilton's more energetic. But I know they're different, but for me, they're, they're players that you would use in if people are out injured or maybe as a late substitute, but I wouldn't want to start in. And Hamilton's on a contract, Reese Brown isn't. So the, the natural one to pick is Hamilton. I think we need two central midfielders. Um, as I say, I think Hamilton goes into it as fourth choice. So Taylor's your guaranteed starter. In my opinion, the guy will cope at championship level without a question in the world. I think... He's, he's so, he is so talented that he could potentially play a level above the championship. We need to see how he gets on. And I think there is still areas of his game where he needs to develop. We've seen him giving the ball away in four areas at times. But he, he has all the capabilities to, to play higher. And he's someone that you want in your team consistently. And hopefully his hamstring issues don't play up. Because I think Posh will be banking on him to be playing well every week when he's fit. Um, so on the on the two two signings that I particularly like, I like Oli Rathbone as an option. I think he's obviously been at Rochdale, who have been relegated, which never looks good in the CV. But I think he's really technically gifted. Um, he can conduct the game. He's actually not too bad going forward. He can break forward. He shouldn't cost a fortune. He's still of a good age that can improve. And I would bring him in potentially as your third choice. And then my, I really like Dan Barlazer at Rotherham. I think he's got championship experience now. He's, he's a really solid all-round choice. Um, would offer you good physicality, not bad technically. Um, and I think he could be a really good partner for Taylor in there. Yep, that's interesting. I think you've picked a couple of good players there. John, um, Nathan, who have you got for me? Um, similar to, to John, actually, I've um, I really really like um, Rathbone. Done, you know, fairly well at a Rochdale. Good age, um, you know, as he said, technically a, a good good player. Um, you know, would hopefully be able to make the the step up to, to championship. Um, but I quite like a couple of the lads from Crew. So I quite like Wintel, who I think is out of contract. I might be wrong. Um, and Tom Lowry, I think both of those have, have done really, really well this season um, in a really free-flowing attacking crew side. Um, and I think they, they would kind of suit the, the way that we've played. Um, but I've got a few others as well. I quite like Harvey White. Um, and I know John was a fan of him in, in January. Um, he's done well at Pompey. Um, and then I've I put down a, a hopeful one um, on loan from, from Man City, Tommy Doyle. Um, played a few games for, for City. You know, he's, he's not realistically going to break into their, their centre of midfield at the minute. Um, maybe they'll be considering trying to loan him out. Championship, I think, is, you know, a, a capable league for, for him. So he'd be, you know, someone I'd consider. And then a, a final one of, of Dan Crowley, who I think is out of contract in the summer as well. 
but if I'm right, I think Birmingham have, have got a um, an option on a, an extra year for him. Um, but I think he's he's another player that, that could definitely come in again. Good age profile um, was touted as, as being a, a potentially really really good player for um, for England at, at one point in in the age group. So he's uh, another option that I think um, we we might be considering as, as well. So yeah, any of those. Um, Four or five, I think, would be really, really, really good. But I, I, my picks mainly would, would be the two crew lads in, in Winter and Lowry. That's interesting. I think centre mid, in my opinion, is the position whereby there is the most talent available to championship sides to sign. I think it was the easiest position for all of us to try and find players, um, apart from John throwing in a million attackers. But um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, on, on that so, so first-time loans, which Doyle would be for Man City, are really interesting ones. We spoke a bit about this in that very rarely, apart from the really cream of the crop PL2 players, the Premier League 2 players, will a player go to Championship on the first loan? And if they do, it won't work out. And we've seen a couple of those this year. I think Doyle is one who is the cream of the crop in terms of PL2 central midfielders and probably is one who's looking to get in a Championship loan. Um I don't know how high up the championship that will be. I think uh, Harvey White's a really smart pick in terms of he's going to be a player who you'd think, having had experience in League One, will now progress into the championship next year, probably in a bottom to mid half to mid table scene at uh, team. So I think that's a good pick. I think Ryan Winter is a great pick. Ryan Winter was probably my one as well because I profiled these players. So I said, you've got Taylor, you've got Hamilton, who give you physicality, drive. You're replacing Reese Brown. You're replacing Reese Brown's skill set, but you want someone who's a bit more solid defensively, perhaps a little bit more mobile. I've put ball player. I've put deep line playmaker who can progress the ball, an excellent technician. I think Wintle hits those. Um, and he's my number one pick. My other really strong pick for that role is Liam Walsh, who's 23 out of contract at Bristol City was probably the best midfielder last season in League One when he was on loan at Coventry. The question mark is, will Bristol City renew his contract? He's had injury issues. I would not be surprised if they do. Um, and then the other two for that specific role, I've got uh, Callum Guy, Elliot Watt, Guy at Carlisle, Watt at Bradford. Probably a little bit stronger on Watt, jumping straight up to the championship than Guy. Um, 21 years old. I think he ticks all those boxes Wins a lot of second balls, smart defensively, lovely, lovely player on the ball. And I think you're right, John, in terms of saying two midfielders. I think we all know Posh need two. I've put key profile number two. I've just put same as the other player to come in or destroyer. Now, these two aren't quite destroyers, but I've got David Kazumu, who's at MK Duds, um, would cost a fee and probably a, a seven-figure, low seven-figure fee. But he is... Uh, tall, rangy midfielder, really good defensively, plays Renko Don, so you know he's going to be good on the ball. And the other one I've got is Panuche Kamara. And then this guy, just I said about Atkinson being a really nice ball carrier from centre-back. He runs with the ball supremely, supremely well. Um, big physical player, lungs on him, gets up and down the pitch. Again, not exactly an out-and-out destroyer, but another player who... Who would who would suit? I think uh, the champ, championship football quite nicely. I got a prospect to his Jay Matete, twenty years old, on loan at Grimsby from Fleetwood. 
I don't think he's going to be one to come in and start, but I've tried to get a range of players for roles. Um, we've not covered all of them just because of time, but Mateta I wanted to mention because he is an absolute baller and a baller that Fleetwood don't seem to like. And if they don't want him to ball at Fleetwood, I would like him in the future to be balling at London. Okay, so that's midfielders done or central midfielders. We're now into the business end of the pitch and the business end of the podcast. We're looking at attacking midfielders and wingers. I've kind of put them together because we know of the flexible system, looking at tens, who can probably play wide as well or, or play at front. It's a bit going to be looking at typically versatile players in these roles. Um, and this is going to be John's time to shine. As I said, whoever gets in first can talk about the players first. And he just sent me a list of basically every single attacker playing in League One. Um, and he's not going to let me or Nathan speak. But first of all, I'm going to go through Posh's current squad in these attacking midfield slash winger roles. So Sammy Schmodix has been the starting number 10 this season. He's going to be at the squad at the club next season. He's going to probably play a very important role. We've got Joe Ward, who we mentioned earlier, at right wing back, can play right wing. Then we have Sariki Dembele. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, he has... Posh have an option on his contract. So they are looking and negotiating a deal with the player to sign a longer deal. Whether or not that will happen, we don't know. Personally, I don't think it will. We know he wants to move north. I think Posh will take an option on him and possibly either keep him or more likely sell him for a sizable fee. And then we've got Idris Kanu, who... I believe is out of contract, but Posh are negotiating a new deal and I'm not aware if Posh have an option to extend that. I don't think they do, but I could be wrong on that. So if they do, don't hold me to that. Um, that information is not available anywhere. And then we've got two players who are transfer listed. You've got Ryan Broom, who came in, I think was unlucky to come in and then basically play backup to Schmodix in, in the same role. Having said that, he's not exactly set the world on light at Burton. Posh will look to sell him. It's going to be hard to recoup anywhere near the money they bought him for. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out on loan. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back at Cheltenham, who have just been promoted to League One. So I'm tipping that to happen. And then we've got Sir Tazmir, who has shown flashes of real quality, but literally just flashes at Posh. Another who had a poor League Two loan was good in the National League before Posh signed him. And I've just put National League question mark for his next uh, move. So... What are we looking at in these roles? Personally, I put it depends on both whether Dembele stays um, and also whether Kanu is kept or loaned out. I think he's going to be kept personally, but I think you can debate that. So I've said two, maybe three players. My profile, number one, I think we're looking for a versatile number 10 with great movement in behind, pace, a goal threat, work rate, off the ball and out of possession, but also an expert dribbler. I put key pro for number two, potential Dembele replacement, um, potential inverted winger with good movement pace, dribbling, key creator, not necessarily from crosses, but from passing as well. Again, work rate out of possession. We've seen how important Posh's pressing has been at times. And I've said one of the above probably needs to be able to play a second striker role if Posh are playing uh, with two up top in the back three. And I put key profile number three, potentially an orthodox winger, although I think that's very unlikely unless Kanu is loaned out. So I think in reality, we're looking at two players, um, one who can play 10 and one to replace Dembele. Who you got for us, John? Well, yeah. So 
just to start off, I will give some names, but just just to open the debate up, I think at the minute, I think we go into the season and the attacking slots are taken. And I think whoever we bring in in this position initially is probably coming in as backup because I can't see Dembele, Smodix or Clark Harris being dropped. Now, I think there's actually a debate to have over whether if you get a big offer for Clark Harris of, say, six, seven million, do you cash in on it? Now, obviously, he's scored 33 goals for us, 31 in the league. Um, but he is now 27. And, I mean, if he kicks on and has an amazing season, clubs will come in for him again next summer. But this could be the peak of his value for Bosch, potentially. So, actually, I could see the logic of selling him. And if we do sell him, it pays for a whole squad rebuild and, well, not a rebuild, but it pays for your additions and you're going to need two strikers. But we'll go off the basis that we're going to need the one striker and one ten, like you say, or one winger, one ten. Um, as a winger, I really like Carlos Mendes Gomez. Uh, Morecambe, he's had a brilliant breakthrough season. He seems to have learned that um, he came over from Spain. He had a really interesting career, actually. Came over from Spain, went out on loan to non-league, and I don't I'm not sure he had, a, I'm reading up, I'm not sure he had a full grasp of the language at that stage. And then he's absolutely ripped it up in League Two this season. Obviously, it's a big step up. But like I said, I think they're coming in as a backup player. So I think he, he could potentially be one of those that, that makes the step up and makes it comfortably. And then you think in time, wow, what a prospect. And there's other clubs in the championship thinking, why didn't we put the faith in him? Um, I think as a more solid bet, you've got Morgan Rogers, who's obviously been at Lincoln and been absolutely brilliant since January. But with him, I fear that bigger championship clubs will want him after the impact he's made. We've talked about Charlie Kirk before on here, and I think he's still a very good option for us from crew. Uh, technically very good, not lightning quick, but plays in pockets. Would be a really good option as 10 and a little bit different to what we've got, I would say, in terms of a bit more of a passer, good crosser of the ball. Um, and then another one I love is Brennan Johnson, who uh, is on uh, Nottingham Forest, been out on loan to Lincoln, only 19, has over 10 goals, over 10 assists in League One, which is amazing, really. I think him and Sariki Dembele are the only two players to do it this season. I might be wrong. Uh, yep. I think that's correct. Um, and to do that at 19 is, is staggering, really. The question is, are Nottingham Forest going to get him back and think we've got to play this guy in our first team? Um, I don't know the answer to that, whether he fits into Chris Hewton's style. Again, questionable. Uh, if he does go out on loan, I'd like us to be at the front of the queue for him. And the last one in this sort of section is like an attacking midfielder type rather than a, a nine striker. Uh, is Callum Lang at Wigan. Um, another young player, uh, very skillful, loves running at people. I watched Wigan play against Sunderland uh, when they beat them, when obviously we had a vested interest and we needed Sunderland to lose because they looked like our main rivals. Tore him apart. He was brilliant. He was Wigan's man of the match of the day. And yeah, that convinced me really that that he, he really looks like a good player and a good option. And I think 
I think bringing in a young player with a really high ceiling is what we should be looking to do in the attack areas because if they if they rip it up in the championship, you look at the value of players like this and they're going to be exceptional. So for me, those are the standout targets in that position. I don't know if Nate's got any more or you've got any more to add. Um, yeah, so just on those, I, I love Lang. I think the great thing about Lang, he can play eight. So he can play a central midfield or he can play 10. He can play right wing and he can play that second striker role. Someone asked me the other day what I think his best position is. I don't have a clue. And I mean that as a huge compliment in that he's been really effective in all of those. If he's available, it's a no-brainer. But I think the question mark is this Wigan project and what that's going to look like and how appealing that's going to be. Because Wigan are a big club who seem to be getting their house in order and might be having a run at League One next year. Um, Mendes Gomez, a really, really interesting pick. Been tearing up League Two. A really good pick as a Dembele replacement in terms of role in that he's a left winger who loves to come inside, create, score goals, dribble. Um, Yeah, one who's probably on that border of is he able to jump straight into the championship or does he need to play League One first? Rodgers, I think you're right. I think if he's available and you can get him, he's a no-brainer. You have him on the list, but he's been so good and is so good that I think a bigger championship, I think there's 10 championship teams will come in for him, right? And and he'll have his pick where he goes and it's where he picks Posh, which you have to admit he probably won't. Um, I'm not 100% sold on Brennan Johnson. Um, I'm unbelievable what he's done. And I think long-term, yes. Coming into this Posh system, this Posh team, can't deny his goal contributions, but does he have the all-round game to contribute the way he would need to? At this point, I don't think he does, but I think he's one who, again, I wouldn't be surprised if in a year or two he is absolutely tearing up the championship as well. Um, and yeah, Nathan, I think you've got an attacking midfielder number 10 for us. Uh, I do. Um, who I know I mentioned on the previous pod, the debate for me now is would he be a bit of a punt to take on um, in the championship in terms of Scott Twine? Um very, very good goal scorer, really, really creative, you know, plays in those pockets, can score a goal from nothing. Um, I think he's out of contract this summer as well. It's just a debate as to whether um, he's going to be good enough for the step up to the championship. But I suppose at his age, out of contract, I suppose it could be be worth a punt. Um, I've got a few sort of other names in terms of attackers. So I quite like Kyle Edwards, had a really good season last year with West Brom in their, their promotion season. I don't think he's played barely uh, any games for them this season in, in the Premier League so I think he's out of contract he might be an option but then you know championship clubs may may well be looking at him already um, but he's a very capable sort of left left winger slash um, attacking midfielder um, then another one I looked at was Joe Rankin Costello um, from Blackburn I think he's out of contract as well another you know young player in, in the profile that, that Pops like um, and then a few sort of plays in terms of strikers. Um, I know James and I were, were talking about um, Delap earlier, Liam Delap. I think that that might be a stretch above um, us being able to to be able to get him. Um, but then another player that I, I really really like is Joe Geldhart um, at Leeds. He's been scoring goals for fun for them in in I think Premier League two. Um, and I know Leeds are potentially keen on, on giving him some opportunities. So. You know, if he were available, he'd be a player I'd be really, really keen on, on trying to get in. 
Um, but then I, I echo both of your sentiments in terms of Morgan Rogers. I think he's done that incredibly well um, at Lincoln on the online from City. But another player, one one that I did have that I don't think either of you have, have got is, is Taylor Richards um, on loan at Donny from from Brighton uh, this season. He looked really really good in the game against us um, where they they brought it back. Um, you know from from half time, I thought he looked really really good. Um, as a number 10, you know, capable, pacey, creative. Um, and he'd definitely be somebody I think will, will be on our radar. Yeah, I think Richards and Twine, two good picks to play number 10. Uh, two players I had noted down as Richards on loan. I think we've seen it before, right? You, you come into League One, you develop, you, you do well, you move into the championship. The sort of profile of play I think Posh are going to be looking at. And yes, yeah, Scott Twine can play, centre mid can play number 10. Yeah, I think he's won on the free. He's going to be moving. We know that. I think he'll get a championship move. It's just where he sits. Um, and I think, you know, signing free transfers is going to be really important in terms of being able to get cover in and players in without absolutely breaking the bank. And I think that's a good option. Uh, a couple of names I'm going to throw out there. So for the number 10 role, I've got Mark Sykes, 23 from Oxford. I think just the ideal player to be competing with Schmodix in that role. Really hard work, impresses really well, energetic, buzzes around, plays a really similar role. Uh, as my potential Dembele similar role, I've got Ryan Longman on loan. So he's currently at Brighton. He's been on loan at Wimbledon. I think he's another of the profile of loan posh can get. The League One player stepping up to a bottom half uh, championship side. Been really impressive at Wimbledon, nice movement, which is really important in the championship where you have less less space. Really nice technical player, uh, can dribble, got an eye for a pass as well, scored goals, can play wide, can play up front. I think he's a really, really good pick. If we're looking at out-and-out wingers, to say we do want one, I've said it before, I'm saying it again, Jordan Graham at Gillingham, hard-working, creative winger, the most creative player in League One this season, superb dribbler, someone I would... 100% like Posh to sign if they're after a player of that profile. Um, and then there's a freebie, Kadeem Harris from Sheffield Wednesday, 27 years old. It's a PK player, championship experience, really good winger at that level. I think he's going higher than Posh, though, and wages might be an issue. But again, he's won, like I said with Rogers, you have him on the list just in case. A couple of prospects, Ayuba Sal who's 19 at Wimbledon. Again, if you're looking long-term, really good signing potentially. And Joe Gray, who's 18 at Hartlepool. Really impressed with Joe Gray when I've seen him in the National League this season. He's got a lot about him, can play wide or up front. Um, and a long-term prospect perhaps could come in. And we know Posh often like to sign one or two prospects in the summer, uh, which is why I've put a few in. And we are up to the main men, the centre-forwards, uh, so Posh have got Johnson, Clark, Harris. Well, I'm going to say most likely there next season, unless a big money move comes in. Posh will potentially have Tariki Dembele, who can play up front, depending on his contract situation and what happens there regarding the move. They have Ricky J. Jones, who may or may not be loaned out. And my, Mo Isa has been put on the transfer list. My opinion on Mo is it's going to be very difficult to get a fee for him. I think the best Posh can do is loan him to League One, hope he scores a lot of goals and get a fee for him then. Um, so I think in terms of profile, I think you're looking for a player who can be the focal point of attacks. I've put 
Johnson Clark Harris alternate. So strong in the air, good back to goal, links play, can score a variety of goals. Ideally more mobile than Clark Harris if you can, uh, so they can run in behind and work hard out of possession. And I think depending on whether or not Jay Jones and Dembele stay, I think you need another striker potentially. But I've said likely to be one of the AMs that we've mentioned or a different one um, who had the pace to run the channels, can create between the lines and provide a goal for it. John, I see you've given me one name who who perhaps matches that second profile quite like quite nicely. Yeah, he's obviously not a, a Clark Harris replacement. They're totally different players, to be honest. But I I really like Jerry Yates. I really like what I've seen of him. He looks like he's just kicking on now and start. I mean, he's linked with other championship clubs, but he's got twenty goals this season for Blackpool. He's so fast. He's he's more of a yeah, old school throwback cross strikers that will run your channels all day, works so hard. Uh, he's a good finisher, looks a good finisher, can link the play up pretty well. Um, and for me, I think I think we do need another striking option. Um, I think one of the things we've pushed of lack this season, and there's not too many, but it's that game changer off the bench. I always feel like when we looked at the bench, there were some solid options, but there wasn't really anyone. There wasn't a Mendes Lang or... Or, you know, you know, someone that, that can really trouble opponents when they're tiring. And I'm not saying that Yates should be consigned to an impact role season, but he, he would definitely be a threat in that sort of scenario. And I also think he could form a really good partnership with Clark Harris if, if necessary, and he kicked on and, and took a place in the side. There'd be really healthy competition with him involved. So I think, I think there's a lot of plus points from signing someone like him. Yeah, I think... That, that second profile I mentioned, Yates ticks pretty much all of those boxes. He scored goals. His movement's really good. And I've said it before with the attacking midfielders. In the championship, movement is so important because there's not as much space in the championship. You need to be able to create space for yourself. And Jerry Yates can do that. Uh, if you're playing in the 4-2-3-1, he plays probably off the left. So again, perfect. If Dembele leaves, he takes that slot. Up front, he plays that Dembele role at Probably runs in behind a little bit more than Dembele, but he's also really good at linking play back to goal. Not going to do the same skills or trickery that Dembele does, but a, a decent ball carrier. And Nathan, I believe you've got an alternate to Stephen Humphreys for it. Uh, to, I've given it away to Clark Harris for us. Yeah, Stephen Humphreys at Rochdale. Um, I know his goal record maybe isn't as strong as, as someone like Clark Harris. Um, but I know we we considered him in in January as a, a player that we we all really really liked, um, you know just a, a good finisher, you know a handful as a striker, um, you know good age pedigree at 23, um, and I just think he would be a player that might not necessarily you know go ahead of, of Clark Harris, um, but would definitely be somebody that you know off the bench or you know uh, as a, a squad rotation option I think would be be really really good for us. Um, the other one that I haven't noted down, and this is, you know, uh, quite, you know, out of the box and probably not somebody that, that we'd be capable of potentially getting. But then again, you know, you never know with our owners. I think Brit Asambolonga is out of contract. I may well be wrong on that. Um, you know, somebody that I think all three of us, uh, you know, will really, really like, um, you know, having had him um, years and years ago with us now. A very good championship player, capable of scoring goals, fairly prolific um, when he's on a run. You know, a handful of a striker, pacey, likes to run in behind occupied defenders, 
can score all kinds of goals. Uh, he's another player that I think will potentially be on our radar. Um, but he, you know, wage demands and potentially other championship clubs will be, be looking at him. But he, he's somebody that is definitely worth, um, you know, having on the list. Yeah, Brit's an inch. I think both Brit and Marriott will be on the radar and will be names that will be spoken about. Um, Asom Belonga being out of contract, he's not pulled up too many trees in the championship this season, but we all know what he can do. Um, yeah, wages, I don't think he's going to command anywhere near the wages anywhere that he's currently getting. Um, kind of put him in the Josh Knight category of good yeah. championship striker, but not the right one. I don't, I don't think he has that skill set to play the Clark Harris role back to goal. I think yeah. for that role, I think Humphreys is the one. I, I really, really do. I think there's going to be a lot of competition for him. I, I said it last summer. I said I thought Posh should be in for Humphreys as their um, as their Tony replacement back then. You said you you said you think Clark Harris probably starts in front of him. I'm going to say it quietly because Clark Harris just won League One got Player of the Season. I think Humphreys is better play, is a better player than Clark Harris. Um, I think he just is all round game is there. Technical ability is superior to Clark Harris. Mobility is superior to Clark Harris. He's not scored as many goals, but he can score a variety of goals and he's been in much worse teams. His goal record at Rochdale is very similar to Clark Harris's at Rovers. I'm just throwing that out there. The area where Clark Harris is superior is he is stronger and he is better in the air than Humphreys. Um, but if you offer me Humphreys or Clark Harris and you told me Humphreys was going to be fit for the full season because he has had injury issues, I'd probably take Humphreys. Um, the two players, I think, perfect for that second role. I think Jerry Yates and Longman have already been mentioned are the ones. I'm struggling to come up with too many other options of immediate players to play in those roles. I think Max Waters ticks a lot of the boxes uh, currently at Cardiff, having moved there from Crawley and not impacted. I think he'll be available at a discount fee. I don't think he's got a future at Cardiff, even though he only joined in January. And he can do a lot of the things that I mentioned. He, he can, if you play to his feet, he can link play back to goal. Um, he can he can run channels. He's got pace, and he's a goal threat. He's, he proved that in League Two. The question mark is, can he do it in the Championship? He's not yet shown that he can at Cardiff. I wouldn't be surprised. We know Posh are interested in January if he, they go back there. In terms of Dembele role, I've got Joe Piggott down, 27 on a three. I think he's someone who's been a top League One striker, not as tall as um, Clark Harris is, but still reasonable in the air. Really good linking play back to goal. His movement's decent. He's always been a goal threat in a quite low-scoring team. So I think he's an interesting option. And I've put Uche Ikpezu down. Just, just on the basis of or Piazza, I'm not percent sure how it's pronounced. 26 years old, is currently at Wickham Wanderers and has been really, really good at Wickham Wanderers. Just an absolute powerhouse bulldozer of a player. And one I think could suit that role as a Clark Harris understudy. Maybe won't score as many goals as Clark Harris did, but championship experience could come in. I'm not 100% sold on either of those two, but I let the two of you go first and needed to throw a couple of names out and that was the best I was able to do. And on that note, thank you very much, Nathan, for coming on. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been brilliant as always. Always a pleasure. 
And thank you, John, as well, for coming on. It's now quarter past nine at night. I know you've got, I know strangely you've got to start work now. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Living the life, me, you know. So, yeah, thank you both for giving up your time and evening. And thank you to everyone who listened at home. <laughs>